Come on. Well, life blood. This is George G, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, strong and powerful Sam Quack. Sam, are you ready to do this? Yes, let's roll. Let's go. Sam is a serial entrepreneur. He's a real estate investor, a certified credit counselor who helps people make or save money in real estate. Sam, I'm excited to have you on. Tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Yeah. Hey, thanks, George. So uh, just like what you said, you've mentioned in, in the intro, uh, my brother and I, we were serial entrepreneurs. Um real estate investor and we're in the real estate and finance space and we've been in, in the space since 2014. So it's been almost about seven years and we, we started our business back in 2014 in our dorm room. Uh, of course, people were laughing at us, right? Saying, oh, you guys should just focus on getting a job. You know, uh, I remember one one particular professor, she wasn't even even a professor, she was more, more of a faculty member sat down and she's like, Hey, you really need to focus on schoolwork. You know, don't, don't get too caught up with extracurricular activity. Right. So that's what she said, right. Extracurricular activity. And that's how she described the business. <laughs> and yet when I graduated, I already had 75 rental doors, uh, which means that I had 75 tenants, 75 families paying me rent every single month. Uh, just co- coming out of the, coming out of uh, a college graduation. Right. So what appeared to be, what, what appeared to have been a quote unquote extracurricular activity uh, <laughs> is now a, uh, a serious business obviously. And, and it's growing and we've been scaling it since, but um, that's kind of a little summary of my, my, I guess the last six years in the business. Uh, but we could always go deep, you know, back longer for sure. It, there's some stories there for, uh, to tell. Yeah, I appreciate that. So, what what just are are you you have entrepreneurial DNA or I mean it seems like it's pretty fearless to what when you're in college do whatever it takes to get seventy five rental doors. How do you explain that? Yeah, so I I think there is part of part of the entrepreneurial DNA in me, right? And part of the thought process is you know what if there's ever a time in my life where I can take risks and even if I, if it completely backfires, it's going to, it's going to be now, right. And during my college years, because I, you know, I, I have a housing, right. I have a, I'm living in a dorm room, schools providing food. Um, and I, you know, I, I pretty much have all the safety net right there. Right. So I can literally fail in the business and yet I'd be okay. I'm not, I'm not going to lose a home. I'm not going to lose my living. Um, so to me, I thought, you know what, I got to get, get, get started right now. And you know, it was around then when I, when I learned about this whole idea of compound compounding effect, right? So, you know, the, the whole idea with compound interest and compounding effect is the earlier you start, the better your result is at the end. So, um, so I, I, you know, I don't know how, if I can explain it in a full sense of, you know, this is what happened, but, um, all I can tell you is that, yes, part, part of that is in my DNA, um, you know, I'm very much of a go-getter and go-giver and, I justified being able to start a business in college years thinking, okay, I, this is now or never, you know, once I get out of college, I find myself a job and get married. It's going to get way harder for me to start a business. So, um, that's prime. That, that was one of the primary drivers as far as why I decided to start then. Nice. 
Well, that certainly does make sense. And that's a pretty mature thing to be able to do as a college student to be able to say, well, it's going to be harder when I'm married and I've got kids and responsibilities and bills and all that stuff. So now is the time. And if I fail, it's not that big of a deal because I can still just eat dorm food and hang out here. So yeah, I like it. And now, you know, fast forward, you know, however many years it's been, you and your brother are working to help people find peace of mind, financial peace of mind. What is that? What does that mean? Yeah. And it took a while for us to really hone in on our mission and our cause. Um, cause it's one thing for us to have been, you know, to make money and all that. That's, that's great. Um, but, um, you know, my, my brother and I looked at each other and said, you know, what, what get, gets us up in the morning? Uh, because if it's, if it's just for the money, it, it, you know, that's, it doesn't seem like it's a good driving force for us to wake up every morning and feel excited to go to work. Right. So, um, so my brother and I looked at each other, we, along the way, we've been able to help and kind of share and pay it forward. Um, all the knowledge is and everything that we learned in the last seven years. And we literally been able to see a few, uh, quite a few people transform into a success story because of, uh, what we've been able to do. So, um, we started putting together coaching programs, courses and all that, but that's, that's great. One of the, one of the other ways we, we help our clients is that, uh, we actually help homeowners pay off their mortgage in as early as five to seven years. So, uh, we ha- we do have a strategy that teaches, teaches people that, but really the, the, the driving force for that too is it's not that people want to just pay off their mortgage. What we've discovered is there are, these 40 and 50 year olds out there that, you know, have, that are married, have family, and they're looking at their retirement. They're looking at their investments. They're looking at their 401k or an IRA and thinking them, thinking to themselves, Holy smoke, 65 is coming around the corner and I am nowhere near prepared to retire. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like one of those things. It's not a midlife crisis, but I guess you can call it a midlife crisis in a way. Uh, but a lot of people fall into fall into the silent panic of, oh shoot, I got to catch up, right? I'm running out of time. Um, I, I, you know, I, I look at my friends, I look at my peers who are really well off, and here I am. I'm still working, and the, the legitimate fear that they have is that they're they're, they're going to have to continue working past 65, right? They they you know, and I don't mean this to be disrespectful or insulting in any way, but they don't want to be that guy at Walmart at 70 years old door greeting, right? Cause they, they just, cause they don't have the, the financial financial uh, strength to be able to take care of themselves. So that probably is the fear that runs through everyone's mind. Um, you know, for most people and we want to help them uh, sure. Pay off their mortgage faster, but also be able to help them with things like gross investments to grow their wealth. And all of that ties back to, okay, how can we help them be at peace with their finances, not just themselves, but also their family and the continuing generation from there. So that's what it means for, uh, for us, my, my brother and I to go out there and, and, and our team to help American families achieve financial peace of mind. So that that's where it all comes from. And that's the story. I love it. And that's a very real thing. I think that while you may look good in blue, that doesn't mean that you want to wear one of those Walmart vests. And there's probably other things you'd rather be doing with your time when you're 65, 70 years old than uh, working as a greeter. So I think that that's fair. And 
and being able to give people peace of mind is is one of the most valuable things you can give them. So that you've discovered and figured out a way to do that that actually works. I think that that is an incredible thing. Yeah. You know, no, notice I didn't say we want to, we want to help make people make boatload of money, right? <laughs> like mm. it, it's one thing to to say that, right? Like millions and millions of dollars, but like some people are just at peace at making fifteen thousand dollars a month and you know, they don't have to be a billionaire, right? They don't have to have a yacht and they don't have to have a fancy home. They just want to know that they can live their life to the fullest extent without hindrance, right? Without having to worry, without having to necessarily feel like they're being chased down by the next bill. Um, so that's, that's the real goal is not to necessarily make, I mean, I have a lot of clients that want to make millions and billions, but, um, some people don't. So that it's that distinction, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think that that makes a lot of sense. And you and your brother have had immense success. And um, how did you how how did you take the information that you learned from doing it when you were a college student and now uh, essentially scaled that to I don't know how many people you've helped. I'm sure thousands. Yeah. How did how'd you figure that out? Well, so let's step back even more because I think. The, the the secret to success and, and, and the scaling and, and what keeps us tenacious even today, um, it, it really comes from our immigrant background. Um, and this is something I haven't mentioned yet, but uh, my brother and I, my brother and I are immigrants. Well, we we've we've come here uh, when we were seven and five years old. So this is back in 1999. So if you do the math, you'll figure out how how old we are. But um, you know, we saw our parents move here and, and they, they struggle and, and, you know, being a seven and five year old, you really don't comprehend what struggle means. Um, you, can, you can't conceptualize it. it. It's hard to see it. Like you think it's, everything's just normal, right? Sure. Everything as you see it and, and feel it and think like, this is all just life. You, you don't really, you don't really have a frame of reference as far as, oh, we're poor or we're not poor or, oh, we're, we're struggling or we're not struggling. So um, but looking back, right, seeing my my parents struggle, uh, the language barrier, the cultural barrier, but yet they they kept persevering and breaking through. Um, you know, just even get to this country, right? The whole process of getting a visa and getting documented. Uh, we were denied. Long long story short, in a span of two years, we were denied eleven times for our visa to get to the United States in the first wow. place. Right. So like one after the other, like we apply for a visa, we get denied. We apply for the visa, we get denied. Like it just we get denial letter after denial letter. Now, most people in denial number five or four, they they throw up their hands like, you know what, screw this, I'm done. Mm -hmm. I ain't going to the United States. I'm sticking around, right? I'm gonna do do what do my best at where I am, right? Uh, but I think my parents understood their mission and purpose to where, you know what, I, I don't care what it takes to, to get there. Would constantly just keep on applying until we get a yes, right? So basically, um, seeing that as a seven-year-old, right, that becomes normal for me, right? So if you're a parent listening, watching and listening, like your kids are watching, right? So me as a seven-year-old, I watch that and thinking, oh, if you want what you want in life, you better keep on knocking, you better keep on banging down the doors and. Uh, continue to get what you want. Right. So I, I've learned that. And of course, through, you know, throughout the next decade or two, uh, you know, my, my family still struggled. We had our challenges and seeing all that, that helped me uh, even make my belief about perseverance more concrete, but fast forward, 
my, I, you know, this is what I, this is what I come to come back to all the time. This is my mantra is whatever you want to achieve. If you give enough time and energy, it will be done. It, it, it can't be accomplished. And I, I, I would have never thought that my brother and I would have built a multi-million dollar organization and we've been able to help thousands of people. And, and it, I, I never imagined that, but you know, I just kept going, right. I, I, you know, going back to that mantra, if I give, if I gave this enough energy and time and focus, then I know I can achieve it. We can make it work. We'll figure it out. But I think most people surrender too quickly uh, to where they, they don't, you know, they work so hard to, and, and they just need to, they're like few steps, they're few steps um, from their, their goal and achieving it. And they just throw up their hands and be like, you know, what? I'm done. I quit. And, and now it becomes a waste of time for them. Right. So that's been the secret for me to have grown the organization to now even scale to where we were at. Um, so yeah, that's, that's pretty much where I would say that's the, the secret thing right there. Um, you don't have to be the smartest person in the room. You don't have to be, you don't have to have the, I, I, you know, you don't have to have an IQ of 150. If you can just, if you're just stupid enough to go and keep on doing it, <laughs> you will achieve it. Just the right amount of stupid is key to keep, oh, 100%. keep banging your head against the wall day in and day out, believing that, uh, that hard work pays off because you saw your parents do it. 100%. Yeah. I love it. I think that that's super powerful and I think it is inspiring um, that, that immigrant mindset, it sounds like that's certainly an essential thing and the perspective that we have, the way that we view the world and opportunity and hard work, uh, it sounds like that's really what informed and, and help you to kind of go through the tough times. What's, what's, what's next for you? Yeah. So honestly, you know, just constantly helping more people to break out. And, and that's the thing for us is how do we reach more people? Um, mm. and, and that's it. Um, how, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a guy with, a, you know, with the faith background. So I'm, I'm always asking God, Hey, how, give us a bigger megaphone, <laughs> right? Give us a, so give us a better team and give us a better megaphone. Like we need to be able to reach more people and we would love to be surrounded by talented individuals. People who have the same passion and the heart to, go, to just go serve people. And, um, so that's, that's the next thing is how do we surround ourselves with the smartest and the most brightest and the talented people to go to accomplish this mission and this cause. And then how do we reach more people? Um, whether that's through social media or just, just by presence. So that's our next biggest thing. Um, and, um, yeah, we, we firmly believe that, 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 that it just needs to be a continuing ever, evergreen mission, uh, even when we were not around anymore. So, yeah. I love it. And you and your brother are very, very active and successful on YouTube and other social media platforms. How, how are you thinking about that? Are you still excited about it? Do you see that landscape changing? Yeah, I, I know there's a lot of talk right now, especially with like Elon <laughs> buying Twitter or, or you know, and, and social media being really noisy. Um, one thing I've learned um, very quickly in, in, in social media, there's a lot of noise and there's a lot of distraction. You know, I'm guilty of it. Sometimes I, I could be on my desk looking at Facebook reels and uh, YouTube stories, right? Sure. Uh, so, so I got to like yank myself back into like being focused and, and being able to work. But one thing, one thing has been clear is that um, if, if you got to be a, a producer of content, not a consumer of content, right? And so 
you know, sure. Like my, my brother and I will still watch things just to, just to kind of be aware of what's going on and we can be part of the conversation. But I think the secret to really any product of value is you have to create content. And if you want to be an agent of positive change, then, you know, positive content, um, you know, content that expire. I think one inspiration we get a lot, um, although he's, he's not necessarily in our, in our space and like, has almost nothing to do with what we do, but uh, Mr. Beast, right? Jimmy is uh, an inspiration as well because I think he's like close to 100 million subscribers on YouTube now. But he's he's a guy he, like he's an agent for change, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he's going out there giving people money and um, and doing all kinds of cool charity work. So yeah, so the, the point I'm making there is be an agent of change, produce content, not just consume it. I love it. I think that that might've been our difference-making tip, but Sam, the people are ready for that difference-making tip. What do you have for them? Yeah. So I, you know, I keep, I keep coming back to the, the, you know, you don't have to, you don't have to be the smartest person in the world. And I think it, this is so true based on my observation of coaching thousands of people um, and, and just looking at the looking at the psychology of, okay, what makes certain people tick and go and what may, makes people just stay stuck. And a lot of times the people that are stuck, they don't necessarily have an exterior limiting factor. It's almost always interior or internal blockage somewhere. Um, it, it always comes back to one, I'm not good enough Two, I don't want to look stupid. That it usually comes back to those two. So if you feel like, you have a goal or you want to achieve something and, and you have a vision and it's just, you, you, you don't feel that. I mean, you feel like something's stopping you from propelling forward. Although logically, if you look at your situation, nothing really is, then it's, you probably have to get into more of an introspective mode and, and looking at yourself and saying, okay, do I, do I actually feel like I'm not enough to be able to do this? Right. Is this too good for me? Or, um, am I afraid of looking dumb and stupid in, in front of people? And believe me, like what, when, when my brother and I first started the business, there were so many moments where like, we probably looked really dumb and stupid <laughs> to a lot of people. Um, and so don't be afraid of looking dumb and stupid because you'll never achieve anything in life when, when someone else is someone else, like when you're afraid of someone else, what someone else thinks of you. And so, what's crazy about that also is that person is probably afraid of you and afraid of what you would think about them. Right. So while, while you are feel fearful and worried about what that person thinks of you, that person's doing the same thing to you. <laughs> so, so like if you get into that sh- mind, you know, shift of frame there, that is freedom, right? Cause then now you don't have to worry about what other people think of you. you. You just do it. You just go, you just, be who you are and, and, and express yourself. Because if you don't, you know, God gave you a very special talent and a gift and to not share that is the ultimate selfishness in the world. And I, I that's what I, what I truly believe. So I guess that's my little golden nugget, if you will, right. To, uh, for, for kind of a, a finished move. Uh, but that's, that's my belief for everyone listening to this, this podcast and, and hope, hope that they be inspired by it. Well, I think that is great stuff that definitely gets, come on. Sam, thank you so much for coming on. Where can people learn more about you and how can they engage with you? Yeah. So honestly, um, I, I know I'm going to sound like an old guy, but go on, <laughs> I, you can connect me on Facebook. Um, so we, I do have a Facebook page. And also if you uh, make it to the YouTube, 
I, I re- literally read almost every comment on YouTube, although it's not really healthy, but I do anyway. So, um, go to one of our videos, comment, Hey, I've been on George's podcast, you know, and, and I'll give you a shout out for that. Love it. Well, if you enjoyed this much as I did, show Sam your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Find them on Facebook and on YouTube. I'll list all of those in the other spots. You can find them in the notes of the show. Thanks again, Sam. All right. Thanks, George. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight. We are all in this together.